Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast version, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. You can also find information about my talk show appearances and any new book projects at MarlenePardo.com or go to Amazon and look up my author profile as Marlene Pardo Pelliser. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and also listen to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for Scary Storytelling, Nightshade Diary for Classic Horror and Adventure Stories, and of course, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests as we talk about the mysteries of the unexplained. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy theories, and just about anything that is plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. And I'm laughing because I was just talking to our guests, and we were having a really, really interesting conversation. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everybody asked me, you know, we're, st- we're still, you know, in South Florida. Oh, you know, we're... We're still having to wear masks. They've eased up on a lot of stuff, but we're, we're still wearing masks for, you know, if we go out. And I was telling, you know, it's down here. It's June. Hot and humid. Let me tell you something. It's it's a hard thing to do. It is. You um, it's, it talk about hypoxia like, like you think you're, oh, it, it becomes very difficult Um to, to feel that. I mean, I feel sometimes like my eyelids are sweating because it's like, oh my God, but you know, like this just won't be me. I'm just like, I'm venting. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so, so anyway, let's get on to the good stuff. Otherwise, you know, the world keeps turning. Uh, I know there's a lot of crazy yeah. stuff going on out there and I'm not going to get into it because sometimes I think that people that come and listen to my show or shows like mine it's to get away from all the stuff the crazy stuff that's going out there like let's distract let's listen to other stuff let's hear interviews with interesting people about the paranormal or the ghost or whatever because sometimes it's these distractions when things are very unsure um you know or people are with good reason, by the way, are maybe stressed out depending on what's going on in their lives. This is like a little respite. So I'm not even going to go into that. So, But let's go to the good stuff. Let me let me tell you about the guest I have, and he's been here before. His name is Mark E. Fultz, and he's a well-known psychic native to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Now he lives in Pensacola, Florida. He's a Floridian now. Yay. And the author... Yay. Yay. <laughs> He's the author of Chattanooga Chills. He's in partnership with Teal Gray Worldwide. And they've created the Great Faults Press. And they publish their own books. Uh, the titles included are Shades of Angels, Spirit Tales. Uh, Mark's also done illustrations, including several stories in each of the uh, Great Teal's best-selling books. And he has 40 books of his own forthcoming. Uh, Corpsewood, Catchfly, A Witch's Tale, 
uh, available on Amazon, The Psychic Warm Stitch, A Psychic Tell-All Book, The Darkest Corner, uh, Tales of Necrophilia, Necromancy, and of course Chattanooga Chills Scream Louder, and Chattanooga Chills Tales from the Grave. He also has several YouTube shows, uh, Shadows Paranormal, and Secrets of the Reed House by Stormline Films, and he's working on a song to accompany his upcoming children's book, The Wind is Calling My Name. So help me to welcome him back. How are you doing, Mark? I am fat and sassy. And uh, that's, I'm, I'm actually calling myself the fat psychic uh, because so I am fat. Compared, I was, uh, well, when I was young, I had more friends, so I, you're usually pretty skinny. Right, yes. And after I got into my middle-aged spread, you know, I'm fat. I'm over 200 pounds. Well, I used to be 118 pounds. Yes. At six foot two. So people go, you're not fat. You're not fat. And I go, yes, I am. I look yeah. like I ate my other self. Right. And um, so, but I do the fat psychic. So I start, I'm going to be doing the fat psychic cooking show where uh-huh. I'll tell, I'll cook something from my mean old grandma's cookbook. <laughs> and then at the end of it, while you're eating your biscuits, then I'll tell a ghost story. I think that's great. And and it's going to be fun. And then uh, I just started doing videos under the fat psychic where I have two friends, Will Rosasco and Wilfredo Rivera, and we do the fat psychic paranormal group. And uh, we've been, if you go on YouTube and look up Mark Fultz, F-U-L-T-S, you'll see a big pink round thing. Uh, you click on that and it'll show all my movies. Okay. Uh, but I've done the Haunting of Camelot Junction and all that, and and like I said, uh, I just started. Uh, I just finished. Uh, I do a lot of channeling because I do comedy and horror together. Because I think it's always a great. I think it it's makes fantastic. the horror more intense, and the horror makes the comedy more yes. intense. Yes. And uh, so I just filmed channeling of the Bell Witch because. Uh, uh, I visited the Bell, Bell Witch Cave and uh, years ago, but I'm doing a book with Till Gray and uh, Christy Langley about witches in the modern world, and it'll be a history of witchcraft, but it'll be from the perspective of, since I'm a psychic witch, uh, okay. my, my witch perspective, spiritualism and witchcraft, uh, Christy is a voodoo priestess, so it'll be she's going to come from that angle, mm-hmm. and then Teal Gray is a Christian mystic. So we'll bring the history of all of us and all of our experiences from those things. And so I've been real busy. <laughs> well, that's great. We talked busy. about it when you're creative. It's it's sometimes it, 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 this is the best thing, you know. It's like you know you've got the idea, and you know how sometimes you have these great ideas. But then when you start to try to implement them, it's like, man, this is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but you know, it's um, uh, like you know, when I moved to Florida, which I love, every two or three days, you know, my partner and I go, we love Florida. Um, it's it's a great place here, uh, where I'm at. It's you know, everywhere you have, uh, if you join metaphysical groups or metaphysical communities. Uh, they're always very, they're like anything else. You you have great people and you have not so great people. But the metaphysical community has been really good here um, and very accepting, and I, I've really been able to kind of blossom and 
And like I said, you know, we're doing films, we're doing investigations, and uh, and the book, you know, I've, I've been part of about 10 books with Kill Gray and Sin Schrader Hill and uh, myself, my own books. But uh, so it's been kind of crazy, but in a great way. Right. Uh, because while I was at Tennessee, it was very repressive. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can't, it's really sort of illegal to be uh, a psychic in Tennessee, you know, and uh, in some parts of it. And uh, and then you come here and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they come, the guy who runs the stores is a real sweet guy and he's a video priest. And people come in all day long getting spells and getting candles and, right. and uh, it's great. So, I mean, you know, but... It's uh, but my fat psychic cooking show. I think it's going. To, I'm looking forward to that because yes. I think that's going to be a blast. Because my that I grandmother think is such a opened. fabulous idea. That is so great. Okay. Oh yeah. And I would love and to it, see what recipes you're going to do for Halloween time. Well, I'm going. To, my first one is going to be graveyard. I'm taking my grandmother's for, uh, recipe. So there's one that I love. It's this chocolate pudding thing. Uh-huh. It's about seventy years old recipe, but it looks it, it's fabulous. But it looks like cockadoo, <laughs> and um, so I'm going to call it graveyard dirt pudding. Okay. But, uh, but I'm going to make my own twist with it, where you can put in Kahlua or you know a cherry liqueur or something, because yes. it's very dark chocolate. Okay. But it it it's. Uh, but it has a pudding in it. It's kind of like a lava cake kind of thing, but it's from like the 40s or 50s. Okay. And uh, it's delicious, but it looks like dirt. So yeah, I'm just like... going to turn it up, you know, I mean, and I make things that my mother made. I always ate, ate uh, American goulash. Well, now I'm going to call it American goulash. <laughs> and, great. you know, and... I'm going to have characters in the thing because my grandmother, Fultz, uh, my father's mother, she was meaner than a snake. <laughs> and the best cook you've ever met because it was old southern cooking with lard and, you yeah. know, uh, everything was delicious. She was, she was a great cook, a terrible person, but a great cook. Yeah. So I'm going to have her ghost being in there and, you know, I'm going to have poltergeist and possessed dolls and irritating me that I have to make go away by cooking her cookies. And, <laughs> That's great. Because um, my grandmother had this oatmeal cookie recipe that uh, she would do with lard in it, you know, of course, which made it great. And uh, But it has, like, coconut in it to make it chewy, pecan to make it crunchy. And, wow. And it's wonderful. When I make those, people scratch the door. Wanting more, <laughs> and uh, because they haven't tasted lard before, and lard's yeah. natural, I think you process it better than than. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten a bad reputation, and it's not, it's not. When yeah, you look into it, it's not. Oh, oh, and if you've never had corn pone with made with lard or corn sticks or chicken, you know, you just haven't lived, <laughs> and. Um, so I'm going to do that kind of stuff, and it's and then have the ghost in there and be silly and you know just uh, you know I just think it's going to be uh, exciting and fun. And then planning, I've got when, a when, when are you going to kick that off? Uh, I'm tra- I'm trying to get it started in July, July and okay. um, and I have a 
tour, I did a tour in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So when I moved, I had to kind of knock that off. But I, I made it where it's an online tour. So I'm going to be putting that on in July as well. I've been okay. trying to put it on. I've got it ready to put on. Now I've got to get it where it works, right. uh, where you can pay for it. But uh, okay. it'll be really the first online ghost tour wow. that I've ever seen. I think it may be the first one. And it's two and a half hours long because Chattanooga, I, I mean, and it was just a tour of 13 blocks down Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And I had two and a half hours of stories. Right. And that's not all of the stories of Chattanooga. So now that I'm here in Pensacola, I already have, I haven't even started, and I already have 50 stories. Wow. So I'm going to do one of Pensacola online. Pensacola's um, a very old city. It's a very old city. Oh. Oh, I love it. And where I live, I live on something called Old Spanish Trail, which mm-hmm. it used to be an Indian trail. Yeah. Then the Spanish... And then in a hundred years ago, they turned it into a brick road. So yes. uh, you've got this really haunted road, you know, I mean, just uh, all this Spanish moss and uh, yeah. just old, 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 you know, you can't throw a rock without hitting a ghost. So, yeah, no, no, people don't realize uh, that Pensacola, like St. Augustine, New Orleans, Biloxi, all those were either French or, you know, uh, the Spanish oh, or yeah. English occupied it but it's been a, a city or a settlement for that long it's a very it's oh, a yeah. lot of history a lot so, it's great and it's, i love it i love spooky places i love haunted houses i love living in haunted houses you know the one here though i had to throw the spirit out because it was trying to play touchy feely uh there was a guy who had died i didn't realize why because you know if you get a go a haunted house the rent is cheaper Always think and about then it. If, and then and then later on, you real you think? Did you know it ahead of time, or was it something you figured out once you were living? Oh, there? I know. I can tell when I go in them if they're haunted or not. Okay. And okay. I like haunted because I like the character. But the house that we got, actually, I mean, we're paying a hundred dollars less than we were paying in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I live in a house that's it's got a waterfront view over a bay. Right. And it's. An antique. It was haunted. It was perfect, and uh, so and you know if you have a problem with the ghost, you know, I I think it's character. You know, this is an old house, uh, but there was a guy who had died that we didn't know about uh, in a house behind us. He had died and laid in the house for like six weeks, and so when we moved in, his spirit had moved over here. And, uh, you know, I mean, at night I'd be trying to go to bed and go to sleep, and there would be this guy standing by the bed making noises and twiddling his thumbs. And I was like, I don't mind you being in this house. I'm like, I don't mind. I know this, you're here. But I said, but don't bother me. Don't bother my cats. Don't bother me. If if you're just here and this is your house, that's fine. But then it got to where it was, you know, I mean, you could feel someone touch you. And, uh. It was like having a uh, a silk glove with shells in it or something. You know, it's real strange. And uh, but I kicked that out of here, and then we found out about the guy behind there. It it just was he was had just come to wherever there were people, okay. and so I got rid of that, and it's been fine ever since. But uh, but I've got to go investigate. I investigated. My friend ho- owns a. Um, what used to be an old funeral home. Oh. And now it's a boutique. 
Well, now here's what's special. <laughs> because uh, in the 40s, when it was a funeral home, Martha Beck worked there. And she left, she worked there for a while. She prepared the women in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like within walking distance of my house. She went to New York, met up with Raymond Fernandez, and they became the Lonely Heart serial killers. And they killed 20 women and a toddler. And she was executed at Sing Sing. They sent her back here to the funeral home, and then they buried her in a unmarked grave like at 6 in the morning. And uh, she haunts that place. I mean, it's, uh, I did a show. I've done several shows about that. Uh, if you look up the haunting of Camelot Junction by the Fat Psychic, you'll see it. But uh, you, you know, there's just in Florida, it's just old. It's some yeah. of the older cities, and you don't have to go very far. Down the street from that is a house I've got to investigate, where a guy got thrown across the attic. Uh, because the spirit didn't, he's gay and the guy's spirit doesn't like gay people. And oh, he was doing like an investigation and he got thrown? Yes. Wow. Oh yeah, I'm going to be investigating these things and to clear, that one I'm going to clear out of the house okay. because, uh, they have children that, mm-hmm. uh, they have, uh, each partner had a house, so they have a house they live in, but they have children. And so I'm going to go to this and investigate it and then get rid of it. Uh, because that's something that sounds, I can, you know, that I specialize in. That, but, that like uh, but you can't get a, yeah, but you can't walk anywhere without a ghost chair. And, okay. uh, so I just think it's fun. And it's fun, interesting, you know, but of course, it's not fun for some of the ghosts because, I mean, you know, they're, they've gone through traumas and stuff like that. So I try to right. treat them decently and, mm-hmm. If there's something that can be done to help them, fine. And some of them don't want to be helped. Right. And um, that uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting. So Florida has been a, a unique experience already, and I've only been here two years. So uh, so so starting in July and August, I think uh, I'll have a lot of projects going out that people yes. will have fun with. Yes, absolutely. And um, I want to say... Believe it or not, my preference is I like those old-time ghost stories because maybe it's because I romanticize yeah. them a little bit more. But, uh, yeah. yeah, there's something about these uh, people that go back, you know, depending, of course, on what they did. Some people are quite horrible. Others stick around, obviously, for different reasons. Uh, but, yeah. And, and it's surprising. You'll have people that live in some places and their experiences are very, very light. And then another family will move in, and it's like hell breaks loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it depends upon the person and how open they are and how open their protective system is. Yeah. yeah. If your aura is in good working condition, it's usually not too bad. You can usually, you know, until you can cleanse, you just have. But, uh, but in these cases where uh, there's something else, you know, where it gets pissed off if you start trying to act, if you come in as a Catholic telling it it's a demon, and it's not yeah. a demon, then they get mad at you anyway right. and cause yeah. more trouble. You know, yeah. if it's not relating to the spirituality you're trying to use to get it out, sure, it's going to make it worse, uh, usually. And then what you have to do is treat everything as energy. 
and right. they'll give it a spiritual connection. You just use this energy, push it out, change the locks, change the barrier, because you can't destroy the energy. Right, right. And uh, if you push it out, it'll go do something else. It'll go back to the grave and eat on the corpse, or you know, because they can eat the minerals out of the corpse, or they go somewhere else. Right. But uh, or they can go on sometimes. But uh, and the fad right now is for people. There's a fad of people going. I'm a demonologist. Oh. And <laughs> so and then so I've known of one scientist guy who was creating thought forms to act like they were demonic and then act like he was controlling that. Okay. Uh, and it, it backfires and uh, because you can't control that. Right. And so there are people doing some really weird things right now, uh, bringing energy into life that shouldn't Yeah, that, 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 something like the tulpa, but then, you know, you lose control of it, and then it got it a will oh. of its own, and good luck on, what you know, putting that genie back in the bottle. Oh, yeah, there is no putting a genie back in the bottle. It's like this. If you have a out-of-control teenager... You can't no more control that teenager than you yeah. can the man in the moon. And the thing with thought forms and fetches and things like mm -hmm. that, if you create it yes. at some point, it has enough consciousness, it's yes. going to do what it wants. Yes. It, you know, you're you're out of luck. Yes. People, people have and a hard they time understanding that, that, that you can actually create something, like you oh, said, yeah. a thought form that's not... Like a human spirit, like a ghost thing. The origins are yeah. not that. People have a hard time yeah. with that concept oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, you have a PSI energy. And that is a... Our, our spirits that are in our bodies uh, are created out of a plasma. And everything that you are and you think and all that, your electrical system... The electromagnetic plasma shell, a uh, copy of you that's in you, uh, that's where the spirit and all that stuff is kind of like contained in. And when the body dies and falls, falls to the side and quits vibrating, the plasma shell is your ghost. And it has everything in it. It has the electrical system, everything. And, uh, and it goes wherever it it does, or if it learns how to, if it doesn't want to go on to the natural process, it can stay around wherever it wants to as long as it learns to eat thermal heat or energy or materials. Like, like I said, you know, some some spirits stay in the body because they can eat minerals from the decaying corpse. Right. Uh, which sounds gross, but it's it's part of nature, mm -hmm. and they have chloroplasts. All of our cells have chloroplasts in them. So you, like a plant, you can get, you know, when you're in your body, you don't need it as much. But as a spirit, you can get energy and food from light, thermal heat, energy. And, uh, but when they create, but you have an essence that if you create a thought form and you put any of your consciousness into it, mm -hmm. then it can think. And if it can think, it can rebel. It can find out how to eat. It can, and it, and it would be something that's never lived before. Yes. And it's just a being that's like an elemental being, mm -hmm. something that you that 
it's not human. Right. But it has human consciousness. It, it's like half and half. But uh, so they can't go on into a light because they're they're that's not their origin. Not hooked up in that. Yeah, they don't have that that part mm-hmm. going on. But they have a consciousness. And uh, so when people like that scientist, he was in a hospital. I caught him doing it, and he was putting the energy of a damaged little girl spirit and recorded that into the hospital that they were going to, the old and abandoned hospital. And he was wanting to see if psychics picked it up, which they did. And he created a... But when I saw it, I realized it was weird because it had information in it, but she was like... She was very stiff. She looked like a cork bobbing in the water. She was like an image with information. Like uh, something you would get off the internet, but you know mm-hmm. something computer created. But she, she had a consciousness, but just enough, and it was very bizarre. So people were picking it up. Well, he goes, "Well, that's cool," and he walked off. And I thought, "You created a sad, damaged energy, and left it running." And, you know, some people come in, and now they talk to Mary and all that stuff. And they, the more they give their information, they can absorb right. that information and have more consciousness. How long did it uh, take they, him to produce one of these things? How, how, uh, well, it, well, the witches I knew that used to do fetches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just depends. I mean, a pet, uh uh, I knew somebody who would make things to send out to get information, and they would go out and pick up. Your aura has about 36 to 48 hours worth of information at any time. Mm-hmm. And your aura is like a little sphere of energy. So if you have something magnetically that has your information or your, your energy trail, they send it to it, it kind of picks up that, like static electricity, it picks up whatever information is around you, comes back in an orbit to the person who created it, and it downloads into their aura, and they pick up the information. Okay. Well, and I've done people do little fetches like that, and then, you know, after after a while, those can be put on like a timer thing. You know, you're only, they send them out, and they disintegrate after a certain bit, because they aren't giving them consciousness. Right. They're just sending out a fiber optic energy to pick up information, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also knew someone who created fetches by using corpses and dead animals and uh, things like that. And those things, so when he died, they just kept going. Oh my God. And because he took the information out of a dead person named Martha and would use it, and he would tell everybody, oh, that's my little. Uh, thing I've had it since my uh, childhood and all that, and it was a bunch of bull. And I mean, that thing would go, he would send it out to scare people, to take spells, to hurt people. Wow. Uh, and it didn't like it. And when he died, I mean, when he died, it, it, I'm sure it did some stuff to him. He was scared of it uh, before the end of his life. What does that tell and, you? Right? Yeah. And then that thing is still alive out there. And it has its own function. And it wasn't something that needed to be out there. 
Right. Uh, he just, because of the ego, he wanted to scare people. And it worked. I mean, it was pretty scary. <laughs> well, but, but if you're also, telling me towards the end, even he was scared of it. So that He was scared of it because they don't like being forced. Right. Like people, if it has enough consciousness of you, if you don't like it, something, it's going to be the same way. It's not going to like being made to do things against its will. And people are doing that kind of crap. Uh, maybe not with the dead corpses, but they're, but you can create thought forms and send them out there and all that stuff. But you're, if it has your information, because you created it, right. it has your DNA code. Yeah. And if it goes out to do stuff and all that, eventually it's going to go, well, I don't need to look, go anywhere. I can just eat your energy. And then they die of like uh, leukemia and cancer and right. things like that. They'll liquefy because it's eating their, it gets into their, uh, it eats the iron out of their blood, you know. Yeah. And, it, can uh, it cannibalizes the creator. It cannibalizes the creator. And uh, so that's, uh, and when I was, used to be a channel, I knew, it, I, I came, when I was in mysticism there, when I was young, I was like, from 18 to 28, I was around these, was around different, well, I was training being a gardener. And you would meet all these people who thought they were a little magician. Mm -hmm. And every guy, magician that I ever knew, they'd go, Oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. I can control that. Oh, well, 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 clunk. They'd fall over ten, you know. <laughs> uh, a couple of years later, every time they they would learn, they would go, "Well, oh, I want to strike that person," and they create this crap, and then they would kill them. And each one of them would always go, "You just don't know what you're talking about. I can control that." Well, yeah. clunk. And uh, you know, I'm like, I can count on my hands several of them that you know they all thought they knew what they were doing. And they all died very young. Yeah. And uh, and they all died of consumptive energies and consumptive diseases. Really? So so you have to be careful. I tell people, you better be careful doing that crap because people don't understand your orbit because you have a little sphere around you and we're like the planet. And when you mm -hmm. send something out, it goes around an orbit. And you send it out to hurt somebody, you better be prepared for the combat and uh i've known technicians who know how to coat it with sugar and kind of you know send it out there so that if it comes back to them it will um it will come back as nice to them you know but it is it, it only triggers if the person does something bad uh towards the individual but um but mostly you know but there are people out there creating some really new messed up weird stuff that uh, we don't even know the ramifications of it because I mean it's stuff that's here in our in our dimensional layer I think so you're not just getting because they produce something I think at the beginning that they're surprised it actually works <laughs> yes it, it, you know oh. like they get results and then they get seduced into of course like what you described I can control yes. this Oh, they all think they can control it. And I'm like, you can't control it any more than you can a wild horse or a kid. Or, a, you know, because you can have a child, give it all the love you want, and they could still go out, you know, I hate you, I hate you, I want to cut you, you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's ego. Yeah. And, uh, and 
and the people nowadays, too, when they create these things, in the old days when they created stuff like that, they didn't have distractions. They didn't have Internet. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have, you know, they their life revolved around what they needed to do, and they kept right. track of everything. Mm-hmm. Now we're bored. We get bored so easy and right. distracted, and everybody has ADHD. And you create something that's, a thinking, acting form, and you send it out there, it's going to entertain itself. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I'm done with that. Like, you know, you know those people that they, 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 it's like a toy. They think, well, I'm bored with it. I'll put yeah. it away. And it's like, well, it's not an inanimate object. No, it's not an inanimate object. It's the, the, the gas is still going. Yes. And then if they find out, too, now some of them, if they don't know how to eat or how to use the existing material around them to function, eventually what will happen is the plasma they're made out of will thicken up, congeal, harden, and then eventually the energies will break it down and they get reabsorbed into dimensional layers. And uh, But if they learn to eat, it's on. They can live, they can go wherever they want, you know, uh, and mostly with, uh, there's two times of the year the veil is thin. You get more activity in, there's May 1st and November 1st. And in the summer, you get more spiritual activity because it's warm. And plasma is like gelatin. So if it's warm, it's fluid. And they can function and they do it. And then in the winter, I mean, in near Samhain, which is, Halloween and stuff for us. Uh, the uh, it gets cooler, so when it gets cooler, the plasma thickens up. They kind of hibernate until spring, unless they can live in a house that's got, you know, central heat and air, or you know, something to eat. Okay. And uh, so, and uh, so, mostly what I have to do a lot <laughs> down here is people have a lot of weird things in their houses, and I have to go and I. What you do is you change, you you smudge, and you do all this, but you have to use all four elements. You have to use water with salt and air and fire and something that's grounding, and you you set a you smoke it out and draw a circle and keep it out. If you don't do the circle uh, with the salt water and all that, what happens is once the smoke clears up, they just come back in. You smoke them out. They can't handle that kind of heavy material. But if you smoke them out and they come back, they go out and then you shut them out. If you don't shut them out, they just come back. They come back. And uh, they'll go back out when you smudge again. Yes. You know? Yes. So, let me ask you real quick. Um, I, I've heard of some Hulu traditions where they also use ammonia. Have you ever? Yes. Yes. And for me, now I know in video, I think, um, I've heard someone in video, I think, use ammonia. Uh, but a lot of what I've used before is vinegar. Oh, okay. Because what happened, and that is a video thing, where uh, the old lady video practitioners, when they wanted to cleanse their house, mm-hmm. you know, it was before carpets, you know. Right. Uh, you had tile or, you know, wood or whatever. But uh, a lot of these lower frequency energies are overwhelmed by smell. Mm-hmm. 
So they'll leave for a little while. If you have vinegar uh, smell, so you put vinegar in your mop water, you mop it, let it dry, and then, you know, you can do your circle cleanse or whatever. Uh, but vinegar, garlic, I've heard, I've uh, used to do a thing where if you were pushing something out, you know, crush up some garlic, put it in a bowl, a paper bowl, mm-hmm. uh, in the floor, put a hot bowl of vinegar in the center of the floor, put vinegar, I mean, a garlic pieces in a paper bowls around in the windows. And it will drive all sorts of things out because they right. can't handle that smell or that smoke. And then when uh, when it's out, let it sit there for an hour. Then go back, take you know, put gloves on, throw all of that stuff away right. because it absorbs. And I mean, the garlic absorbs, right. but the vinegar reject repels. So go throw all of that away and then do your smudging. Right. Uh, but uh, all of those really heavier energies can be run off with. Think and the smell. They don't like it. Do you think but, that's where, where uh, you get think, that thing about vampires and the garlic thing? Yes, probably because, whew, you know, if you've yeah. never dated anyone that likes to eat garlic like an apple, uh, which <laughs> I have, uh, it's like, ooh, you can tell when it was garlic day. Yeah. You open the door, you know, it's like your hair would just kind of singe off. <laughs> and uh, same thing, it's just bad breath, you know. Uh, but but they they the lower frequency things have more problems with with smells like that. But if you don't do something to keep them out, they'll come back after the smell is gone. And so a lot of people will go and buy a smudge stick and think that should mm-hmm. fix the problem. Right. And that's why you have to use salt water and you have to do you have to use a like the neurons up in your head and see the light. You know, when people say, see the light, mm-hmm. that's the neuron in your brain shooting off. And that's how you can download and pick up and your spirit will download into um, through the third eye and into a dimensional layer when it does. And it'll see the light and go to the light and download. Uh, so, but you, you see the light at the top of your head and see it in your hand and go in a clockwise manner and draw a line around and uh, and say, you know, sir, uh, spirits of ill will, ill intent cannot, will not cross this line. Do that with the light, do that with the water, do it with the salt in it, do that with the smudge, and 98% of the time, that will take care of the problem. And if you have rooms that don't have carpet, wipe them down with a little vinegar in it, and uh takes care of a lot. You know, I bet. I bet. a lot. Let me ask you, do you think, yeah. and, and I mean, I've, I've heard of this, like, you know how they say uh, <clears throat> that sometimes people will move into a house or an apartment and all of a sudden things start going south for them personally. And eventually they trace yeah. it back once they moved into this certain place. And it's not necessarily because there's ghosts, but there's like a psychic imprint, let's say the family yeah. that was there before. Yeah, or dysfunctional. it's like a waxy buildup. Right. Yeah. Would you do the same thing uh, to dispel, like, just an yes. imprint? That, yeah. Yes, that would be like cleaning away a waxy buildup. Because what mm-hmm. you've done is you've moved into just, it's kind of like a tar buildup. It's like sticking your hand, in, you know, into a tar, tar, tar pit. You right. Know? 
is you've you've made in and all this old energy, which is good to cleanse your house before you move in. Right. Do a house blessing, do a house cleansing, because you're moving in on whoever's been there. And uh, and every house I move into, I do something because you you don't know what those people were experiencing. They could have been great people. Mm-hmm. They could have been. They could have been having all sorts of trouble. They could have been right. ill. Yes, and I remember all of that, that happening with um, with sick rooms. You know, like they'll have somebody that maybe had a like a long term yeah. illness where they had a certain room for this person. Yeah. Um Because you know, sometimes at the hospital, if it's just a question of they don't keep you, they send you home. And I've heard of certain sick rooms. Uh, being, you know, it affects the people that use that room. Yes. Where that person. And it's, uh, oh, yeah, because now we've gone back to, you know, used to in the old days, there really weren't that many hospitals. Right. And so the people would stay at home, the doctor would come to the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you died, they would have a funeral service for you, and everyone would come see you in the casket and the home. And then we got away from that. And, right. uh, now we're going back to it where it's people die with the help of hospice, but they die right, at home. Right, right, Yeah, they'll have like, and maybe so, a visiting nurse or hospice. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because when I was young, you know, I went out the last... In the 70s, I went to a relative's funeral in the country that they had his funeral at home, and I, I thought, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. uh, You know, now I'm kind of like, oh, well, that was kind of sweet, but not. You know, I'd rather take them to the funeral home. And, uh, cause you know, you know, you want them to go on and, uh, but now when you're now thousands and thousands of people a year are dying at home Yes. and then a lot of times those people, they die, the house has to be sold or re-rented. Mm-hmm. You just moved in yeah. to that energy yes. that doesn't necessarily have to be a ghost. It's mm-hmm. just. You're moving. You're waiting in other people's residue. Yes. And yes. it's like waiting through waste. Mm-hmm. And so you cleanse it and make your own space. And then when you leave, clean it, clean it again. You know. Right, right. And a lot of people, you know, they get fooled. They go to a place and it's newly painted. It looks clean, and that's as far as they go. It's like they're re- they're ready to yeah. move in, and they just sometimes don't realize they are they and they have no way of knowing. Or, or what was no. going on in the private lives of whoever lived there? Oh, no. And then, you know, I like watching these TV shows where they show, you know, all that stuff going on. Yeah, and, I know. Like, you know <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, you know, and there's some of it. I watch Franco TV and, right, like and the, New Five Top Five. The supposed pillars of society up. were not that pillared. Yeah. You know, and then there's some of the stuff they're looking at. I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. You know. Or ooh, I would take care of that. Like when I moved in here and this thing was giving me trouble, I chased it off. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, you know, but I told it before and I said, if you leave me alone, you're okay. You know, you cross the line, you're out. And right. a lot of people don't know how to do that. And yeah. uh, that's why they come to psychics and stuff like that to do it. And then there's a lot of psychics who don't know how to do it properly because right. they'll just take a smudge stick, go around and think that's it. Right. And uh, you you really have to use energy, use your energy, because everyone has a source. Uh, their their aura is really like a 
fear of information. It's your 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 viral protection, mm-hmm. and um, and you can use that energy to draw boundaries and do all sorts of stuff. But uh, but yeah, you know, people move into these places and then see things that they don't know what to do with, and you know, it's uh, and some of it's really serious, and some of it's just irritating. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mark, let me ask you, and, and when, the last time we spoke, you had just come out in the darkest corner, and we were talking about necromancy, and after that, several news stories have come out about people that have had funeral homes, and they've discovered yeah. that these people have caches of human remains. Um, yeah. and, and you're thinking, okay, was what, what's going on here? Is this a question of being lazy, money? Or All is there that. some darker, like, what's going on? This is so... Well, I mean, I lived next to, uh, I lived over the ridge from um, Tri-County, the one, you know, back in 1990s that the, um, uh, they found 350 bodies. Okay. And uh, the guy was playing with them. He had a, a crematory, and he was going, when they caught him, he was going, oh, well, uh, it was broken. Well, they went in and they went, not so much. They pushed the button, it worked. It didn't work great, uh-huh. but it worked. And but what we thought, what well, in my opinion, and I, I will say it allegedly, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, that he was selling some of the parts to um, medical supply houses. Yeah, and I've also, what. Something that's going on, too, is these graphs and things. They're getting, uh, we use corpse, corpses, we've always used corpses as medicine. Mm-hmm. In the old days, you know, people would drink blood and things like that to cure things with blood issues or bleed people right. because they thought you needed to get the, the blood out of you with the bad stuff, and then the right. people would die from bleeding. Uh, but... Uh, we heard from a a rumor from a person that lived in the area that knew that individual said, well, they were selling, you know, possibly selling, allegedly selling the uh, uh, bone and skin. Because when you die, they ask for your skin or body parts, and they take those and give them, you know, use them on people who have been burned or who need bone grafts or who need marrow transplants. Right. Well, some of these funeral homes are making money doing that and give it and also you have to do it within like eighteen it has to be really watched and then they're just right, taking it off right. of people what I giving understand, it. You know, the, you know, the, 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 even the organ harvesting it is like a window of time. A window of time it. and it has to be done so you know, so so and they're giving these bone grafts and, and skin grafts and things to people that uh, are getting infections or it's rejecting them. Of course, because they were left too long or they weren't done correctly or you don't even know what disease that person had because no test has been done because they just went in and took it off a dead person. And then there's just an element of some of these people seem to get overwhelmed right? and they just pile up bodies. Because I'm thinking to myself, and, let's, let's, let's say, let's say, you know, you know, you hear once upon a time, you know, the resurrectionist who would be selling off the bodies sure. for anatomy. That's okay. Because these universities, sure. okay, they, they, that was strictly, you could tell, that was a per profit thing. But then you hear, and then you think, okay, what if, like you said, we have a modern day where certain parts, but you would think, 
okay, once I get what I get, I'm burning this thing. Like, this is, <laughs> I'm not going to let this, like, uh, evidence be used against no. me. No. But it, it's like, what's, it gives an aspect, like, there's something here, like, that okay upstairs with some of these people. Like, yeah. uh, or, or, in some cases, you know, if, if we're not talking uh, a psychological problem, it makes you think, were they doing something on a spiritual level? Were they using some of these corpses? Or... Well, now there is a funeral home. That if you look at Voodoo Funeral Home, mm-hmm. there is in Florida. I think it was in Miami. Uh, I can't remember just off the cover of that, but there was a funeral home because they found this hand that had been cut off. It was in a river, right? And they found it, and it had been uh, prepared. It had had formaldehyde, so they knew it came from a prepared body. Right. So they ran the fingerprints and found out the man had died and been buried. They did have a fingerprint, so they went and dug him up. Of course, the hand was cut off, and not only was the hand cut off. Uh, there was a, uh, the, the woman that was working in the, uh, funeral home was voodoo priestess. So she had packed his corpse with like 50 little voodoo dolls and toward her enemies. And wow. she was using the corpses after the funeral so people weren't looking. She was cutting off the hands to make hands of glories and, and stuffed them full of voodoo dolls and were using them for spells. Yeah. And she had done the spell with the hand and throw it in the river. And that's the only way she got across. And she had done that to who knows how many. But they yeah, said, of course, realize. it was she didn't kill somebody to do it. She had used the body. Right, I know that. They're, so, this can be very lucrative. Uh, people don't understand that for some oh, of these things, people will pay oh, a lot yeah. of money. They'll pay a lot of yeah. money for certain body parts or bones, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's... But yeah, lately, I, and I hate to say it, it was like, I sometimes see those stories, I remember your conversation with you, and I'm like, you know what, you want to look at it from, uh, like you said, you know, they got overwhelmed, they ran out of money, or like that guy is saying, my crematorium is not working anymore, but some yes. of that stuff is really hard. Weird. Yeah, weird. Really, well, really the guy, in, yeah, in the Tri-County one... He had 350 bodies. He was playing with some of them. He was posing them, taking oh. pictures. Uh, but there was another man that got caught uh, a couple of years ago that he was an elderly man. He felt like he had to help everyone that came in. And there were bodies that people didn't have the money to um, prepare them. And he was going to try and cover that. Well, he would have to get permission from the state to cremate those bodies. Right. And they wouldn't give him permission. So he started, he, he got over one of the bodies he couldn't get rid of. And he got closed down because of it. And then later on, let him come back and have more storage space and have the thing. He he wasn't doing anything illegal with the bodies. He just right. got overwhelmed and was afraid to, he didn't want to punish, you know, poor families that right. just really didn't know what to do with them. Uh, but he, they came up, they fixed that problem. But then there's some funeral homes where, you know, a few years ago, there was one, they had like 11 baby corpses up in the roof of the carport, the, you know, there were bodies stacked up and and that kind of thing. It's a place for a stick up. If you've never been around a dead body, it's not something 
you know, if you have a rotten corpse in your building somewhere, yes. someone's going to find it out. Of course. And uh, unless you've really wrapped it in Tupperware. And um, so some of these, it's like they don't have a good explanation what they were doing. And, of course, then, then it comes out a lot of them are making money selling parts. Uh, right. but then I'm like you, I would be like a three-legged cat covering up, you know, uh, I'd be, I'd be making sure those bodies went somewhere. You know, I would not yeah. be just stacking them up like going, well, I'll take care of that 10 bodies tomorrow. Yeah. You know, uh, I, mean, I know, going, for example, yeah. I heard like in, um, Los Angeles, if, you know, if they have a, uh, let's say if they have a John Doe or a Jane Doe. I think they hold the body for like a year, but then after a year they cremate them because yeah. if they can't. And uh, I think a lot of medical examiners do that. Like they, in other words, they give X amount of time for the identification to be made. Yes. And then they cremate them, but you know they keep some uh, DNA and prints and stuff in case somebody ever comes. In back. case a question comes up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I know a case of a friend who's brother just they hadn't seen him he had disappeared you know he'd mm -hmm. kind of got on off the sun they hadn't heard him in 17 years and she found out like you know a few months uh ago you know that he had um passed right. and the state they gave him a funeral they they yes. he was a, an unclaimed body they gave him a funeral they buried him in a uh pauper cemetery in a really pretty place yeah. And sometimes the states will do that. Sometimes the states have gotten where they don't want to do that. And they'll say, in Tennessee, you can send the body to the body farm. Oh, yeah, and that place where anyone... they look, they study the composition. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, where they studied the composition. And because uh, I worked for a rich lady, they didn't want, when her daddy died, they were sitting there going, we don't, they didn't want to pay for his funeral or anything like that. And I, and I got mad at them. Because he, you know, they were living off the money he had made, and I thought, "Why don't you call the money farm?" But she went, "Oh, that's a great idea!" And then, shoop, they went, and I thought, "I got bad after it because I was like, I was much younger, and I was like, ooh, that's, I don't think I would be sending my family member to the body farm.' But some people, it's all right, you know. I mean, you can try to send them to hospitals for uh, leave your body to science, but they get overwhelmed with that. So the body farm does have a use and does do that. But, uh, but, I mean, but in Tennessee, you know, a lot of them will offer that if you don't have the money. Because they're all, all they're interested is in that $10,000, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, if you ain't got the money, I mean, they'll go, you're just out of luck. And, um, oh. and in some places, we'll do the poppers cemetery, but I mean, but a lot, but there's been a lot of, you know, home directors, they'll say they have bodies stacked up, they have them in an old, I mean, in old purses that are broken down, and, yeah. you know, I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know the mentality, I don't know what's going on Well, there. let me tell you something, I, I've also heard the medical examiner, sometimes they know exactly who it is, but the family can't afford funerals, like, nothing, the basic, even, and the family yeah. is like, it's, in other words, they know exactly who this is, but the family says, look, keep, you know, we're not going to claim the body. And you can't force yes. somebody to take the body, in other words. To take a body. And then they have to do something with it. Yes. Yep. And that's how, and those will sit around. Yep. 
And I thought, I could never imagine not taking up, you know, yeah, a but, relative. But uh, and now you can get an, yeah, you can get a cremation for a thousand bucks, you know, and you can even get a payment plan. But a lot of people do that. They'll just say, no, they just won't return their clothes and won't go pick them up. Yeah, yes. And, um, it's uh, so it, it's a whole new ball game, but yeah, but you can if you look online, just met, you know, there's a lot of messed up funeral home stories, a lot of messed up necrophilia stories, people playing with bodies because there's so many people now that that have grown up with uh, their they don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to connect with people. They can't. They're having classes in colleges to teach you to talk to people, because they can't. They can't relate to people. They can't get mates. They can't get dates. Right. And and so I can understand how some of these people go. You know, they just say, "Well, it's a dead body." Well, I don't. They don't have to talk to me. You know, yeah. it's kind of a movement, and uh, I think it's disgusting and gross. But I understand how it's doing because people are not afraid of corpses they're afraid of real people well and people don't understand also that handling dead bodies you can get a lot of diseases and infections if you don't oh well yeah i have a story from chattanooga i just uh, so happened uh back in the 80s there was a girl that died they buried her in a um well they there was a real fancy you know, uh cemetery called forest hills and they're a beautiful place and um, somebody desecrated her grave. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work to do nowadays. Yes. You know, I mean, you're talking caskets, monuments. But they, she was a 16-year-old girl. Someone did her up and molested the body. Oh. They didn't know who did it until this guy went in the emergency room and had blood poisoning. And what had happened is he and his friends had done that for whatever purpose. They never did tell why they did it, but it's probably ritual or something weird. Yeah, I was and say. they they had sex with her body, but they didn't use protection, and they got blood poisoning from the embalming fluid, and they both died terribly. What? They couldn't do anything for them. What dummies! Did you hear what about dummies? the one? And did, um, I want to say this happened like five, six, seven years ago. I, I want to say it was Texas. Oh God, I can't remember the name. A girl, she she was sick. She had a boyfriend, and I, I can't remember if she was ill or she died. But she was young, 1920. And the body had already been taken to the funeral home. And somebody yeah. stole it from the funeral home. And I remember of, that story. As of today, they still have not found her. They, they pointed the finger at her boyfriend, which she had broken up with. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And they yeah. never found and this it, poor girl's body. No, one day they'll, someone will die and they'll find her, uh, you know, stuck in a container. Or, yes. But there's, there was one just a couple of years ago, actually, uh, that um, uh, this, guy, this guy had a girlfriend living with him and he was kind of, had problems, mental problems. Mm-hmm. And his mother hadn't seen the girlfriend in a while. She went, asked him about it, and she found the dead girl in his closet. And he said, oh, that's my sex toy. That's not a person. That's my sex doll. Oh. And, and he had, she had died. They don't know how she died, if he killed her or what. Mm-hmm. But 
the mother found her, and uh, he just he had dehumanized her so much. She was just a thing. And uh, and two, you know, I mean, in in China, they're trying. There's a big thing about sex dolls, human sized sex dolls, that mm-hmm. they are really worried about because they're afraid that it will lead to necrophilia. Right. And uh, but it's um, it's just something about these people who just cannot deal with real people. Yeah, and I mean. uh, it's scary. But yeah, the girl getting stolen out of the funeral home. Mm-hmm. That that. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It looks like there would be. I don't see how someone did that. So there's I, usually I mean, the so ones many people. Obviously, that you feel about is her family, because yeah, let's face oh, it, horrible. It's she's dead, and it's like, and I, it, 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 I guess the thing is, nobody thinks that that stuff happens. What do you mean? Somebody took oh. her body. Yeah, uh, they. No. She's not here. What do you mean she's not there? Yeah. You know, oh well, there. I mean, I think her name is Lisa Wendell. Something but she, like that, um, yeah. There was a, there was a girl necrophiliac who was she was taking a a young man's body to the grave. But she got to the grave. The family's sitting there, and she decided she wasn't letting the body go. She did a donut, took off, kept the body for like four or five days, and then they finally caught her, and she admitted that she had. Uh, and, you know, doing this for a while. And I thought, and the parents, you know, I mean, here the parents are waiting at the funeral, seeing their kid come out, you know, going to bury their son, and she steals the body. And I thought, I don't know what goes through your mind. What do you, how do you process that? You know, uh, you know, that somebody just stole your, from the West, your, your relative's, Body. I don't know how I would deal with that. I'd probably pick up a stick and beat somebody yeah. really hard. <laughs> I um, it's like it's 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 uh, just I, the, the the it's very disturbing. Uh, and yeah. I mean, these are people I think with social anxiety, but they've just fallen off the edge of the you know the 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 just just something. I imagine there's got to be a psychological aspect to it. Um, yeah. Where. And, and these are the ones I'm giving you the benefit. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that there's no um, dark magic going on. These are people that are just strictly, like you said, whether it's social anxiety or, oh, yeah. uh, or like in some cases, they, if it was a, a love thing going on, who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? And and very few of them are magically uh, centered. It's very. But you know, but people like that usually turn everything into a ritual of some sort, whether it's a spiritual ritual or just something that makes sense in their head. Right. Uh, but you just, uh, I, I, I mean, it goes beyond my comprehension. But the problem, the reason I started writing the books mm-hmm. is that I started on those, which they're they're very funky, but they're real stories and I thought and two they're kind of like a social thing because it's not it's not going away it's not getting less it's getting more and uh, and we're just raising a lot of a generation of a lot of kids who just they cannot relate to breathing talking thinking people they can't deal with rejection and everybody think about it Mark everybody all of us, 
even the prettiest, whatever, everybody's had to deal oh. with rejection at some point in their lives, romantic oh, or otherwise. Okay. Oh. And it's difficult, but you get over it. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, nobody likes rejection, but it's part of life. Hello. It's a part of life, and they're not being taught to function with that. Because I, when I was young, I was really in a, I was in a really funky family. And um, uh, they they were just like, if you know, if it's bad, tough, tough, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. And if you got beat, you know, if I got beat at school, I'd come home and get beat at home. Right. So beaten up. <laughs> yeah. So get beaten up for being beat up. Yeah. So, but I, in high school, I I wanted to be in this dancing group. Well, of course, I was, you know, awkward and weird and everything else. But I tried and tried and tried, and I got turned down three times. And then finally I made it. And I and when people would reject me, I would just go. I would take that as a challenge, mm-hmm. and uh, and I never just let it stop me. But nowadays, I know kids that they can't. They've never gone through that. I don't know what. Uh, they don't have the oomph that you have to have. You have to. You know, yeah. the world is full of rejection. Yeah. And. And if you, but if you ask, you know, if you want to dance or something like that, you know, you can ask 10 people. One of those 10 people will accept unless you're really something really wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, which that's a whole different kettle of fish. But you don't give up. You learn to adapt. Right. But, uh, but, but But if they don't have to ask permission, they can do whatever they want and they don't have to ask permission. They don't have to feed that person. They don't have to close that person. They don't have to take them on dates. And to them, it is a simple thing. You know, uh, with with Ted Bundy, yes. he had a certain look. He would take these corpses and redo their hair, redo their makeup, dress them a certain different way, right. and, and keep going back to the corpse until there was no corpse. And and that was his fantasy. Right, right, exactly. That was and, and it's that like that ritualistic, whatever, yeah. and, and it just that circuit in his brain that did not that got that reward, or yes. like they, or, or they had a preference, and they were gonna make that whatever was at hand. You know how they say when you got lemons, you make lemonade. Yes. Well. He, yeah. yeah he, he made it lemonade one way or the other. Uh, yes. To fit into that preconceived idea of whatever was driving him. For God knows why. Uh, and, and, you know, and part of profiling some of these um, killers is not all the time, but that they prefer certain types or looks or. Yes. You know. They have a type. They have a type. That, 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 they have a type. Yeah, exactly. And people don't realize that there's something stuck in there in the groove that this is the really what they want. And, um, yes, it's, it's, it's like, it's and almost like it obsessive. Whatever yeah, yeah, there's a and lot of that. And there is a, the killer, I think his name is Dennis Nielsen in England. They called the British drama. And he was, when they caught him, the first thing he said was, uh, 
the end of a day, end of another drink, end of another life. Oh, what a philosopher. And, and he just um, didn't care. They don't, right. they, I mean, and those people really, it's one thing if someone goes and gets a corpse and has sex with it, if they didn't kill the person, right? then that's, uh, it's a totally different thing. But it's, it's like the guy that, the Russian doll guy, he didn't kill the children, mm-hmm. but he took the bodies home. Uh, but he's in a mental place. But there's a possibility they'll let him out because they don't keep you in mental places forever. Right. And uh, he might get back out and go do it again. And most um, of them can't. And that's the truth. A lot of them, for lack of a better word, cannot help themselves. They cannot help themselves. And a lot of people enable the activity because, I mean, like his parents saw him have these life-size dolls laying around, yeah. thrown all over his apartment. Uh, and there was possibly a strange odor, but they were like, oh, well, he just has a weird collection. You know, you know what, the, the, that's like, who, who was it? Was it, Ed, was it Ed? No, was it Ed Geener? Who was the one that, oh, my God, the one that would dress up as a clown? I can't remember. The one that had a bunch of Oh, them. Gacy. Gacy. Wayne Gacy. Gacy. That he had him on, and I think it was does, does, no, nobody picked up on that bad smell. Always at that house, like hello, that place must no. have smelled, must have reeked. Well, oh yeah, but see, people don't want to get involved. Yeah. And Dahmer, people heard he screamed. Mm-hmm. They heard saws going at two and three in the morning. They heard screams. They heard things this, that, and other. And no one wanted to be involved. Yeah. And uh, and I've seen that for myself, where people have been attacked, and you know, forty people standing around watching. Not one call to the police. Not one. They don't want to be involved, but they want to watch. Yeah. And uh, I think there should be a good Samaritan law. If you hear something or see something, yeah. you better get your ass on the phone and call somebody. Yes, of course. And uh, <laughs> because what if it is something like that? Yes. You know. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we, uh, how can I say I'm not talking about every little thing you mean there has to be some type of common sense but you kind of like exactly what you described if you know if there's yeah. a very unusual a decomposing body puts out a stench that's not common uh, okay uh, 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 there's certain things that it's like it doesn't, it doesn't take a stretch to say that's really weird. That's unusual. Uh, like I, I, oh, like yeah. I, 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 in other words, you might be one of these neighbors. I mind my own business, except when it smells like a dead body. <laughs> when it smells like a dead person, <laughs> and uh, like I said, you know, if you've ever experienced it before, which I'm sorry if you have, because I have, mm-hmm. and because um, I got taken onto a site where a guy had been, they had, you know, he had been, they had found. They'd found everything except the arms and the legs. Ooh. And uh, they took me to the place where the guy was killed in the house. Oh. And, oh, you know, uh, once you're exposed to it, you there's nothing else like it. You can't say that's a dead dog, that's a dead horse, a dead goat. Right. It is a person. And um, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we live in a society where people just, stick their heads in the dirt, they don't want to be involved, or it's entertainment. Or they want to chronicle it, you know, so they can post it. Yeah, 
They, wow, this is really some great kind of stuff. Sick, Why stop it? Yeah, there's some kind of primitive thing going on. The thing that's being done is primitive, and the response of the, the viewer is primitive as well. That's like kids that are filming kids beating each other up. Yeah. Uh, it, the person watching is enjoying it, and the person being beaten is being engaged in a primitive uh, event. It's primitive on both sides. And now we've got people with cameras. You know, they if there's something going on and something needs to be saved, they have to film it first. And that's the part I don't get, especially when there's like an emergency kind of situation. Like, oh. what are you doing filming this? Go help this person. Go help this person. Right, drop and the And it's phone. like and they film them, and then yeah. they're, they're kind of co-conspirators. Right, They're exactly. going, oh, yeah, he's going to die. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, go yeah. call a cop. Pick up a stick. You know, yeah, do something. Or, or, or it's some type of emergency, whether it, it's like, okay, you got your priorities really, I mean, mixed up where you're thinking uh, that, that you need to get this because you're going to upload it. And in the meantime, uh, seconds are going by that are critical. But you got to get yes. some, Yeah, I've seen that. And that's, you, I think that that's, that's disturbing. Yeah. It's and you shallow. watch these shows where they rescue pets or little stray animals and stuff, and they spend all this time looking at this poor little creature crying and needing to be... And I'm like, I would have just reached down and picked up the animal. Of course. And they have to spend 30 minutes, and they're going, oh, see, look, it's, it's, it's a trauma. It's just, I'm like, no crap. Put down no, the camera so, uh, and that save that the animal. Everybody, you know? everybody wants to be a... a, a... A, a movie star. director, a Spielberg, you know, it's like, stop it, you know. Stop it's it. like, put the damn camera down and react like a human being yes. and step yes. in there and take care of it. Exactly. And, uh, and then, you know, I mean, and we've seen it, you know, with people being attacked and being killed and, yes. and people just sit around and watch it like it is a movie. And they're watching it yes. through the viewfinder, so they're not even thinking it's real. Yeah. In a way. Yes. And uh, I just, I think we need to re, there's a lot of things in society. I think we need to start teaching kids to be people. Yes. And uh, we need to say, you need to have empathy because there's a huge lack of empathy. Oh, absolutely. If I see something happening, if I see someone get hit in the head, I mean, that hurts my head. Yes. I feel, you know, I feel empathy with that person, with that animal. Or, you know, I can't watch nature shows where something gets eaten because I'm just, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I have a thing about animals. I'm like, I can't watch animals. Getting up. Now, watch, I'll watch a zombie movie all day long because <laughs> it's not real. I'll, right. I love to watch a zombie or a blob eat something. Yeah. But, you know, as long as it's not an animal, eat all the people you want. But, uh, but in real life, no, no. you know, I, it's I, like, you know, the thing... You jump. You have to. You have to jump into action, and yes. it's it's like all of them are inactive. As long as they're not getting hurt, it's okay. Right, right. Everybody wants to be part of the audience, and, and yeah, and be famous. Yeah, uh, be famous, or you know, like yeah, I've seen that. It's, and you know what I think sometimes is disturbing, especially when these young people, because. You always want to think yeah. of when you're young being very idealistic, you know, like, yes. 
that oh, yeah. you're, you're going to be part of the solution. You're not going to let somebody get beaten up or, or an animal. And in other words, and, and you don't see that. Sometimes you do see that, which, by the way, I love to see those videos. But then other times you see, like, this total disconnect. And I'm like, that, uh, that this is not good, man. You're not going to, you know, it, I hope you get snap out of it. Because if not, you're going to be a horrible adult when yeah. down the road. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I came from a generation, of course, where in the 60s and 70s, you know, there were a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, action. Right. You, you don't sit there. Get up and say something. Get up and do something. Get out there and yeah. and show show what you think. Don't sit there on your butt. Yes. And um, and that's a different thing. I mean, it's not, you see it sort of happening, but some of it's kind of, it's a different mentality. Uh, it's not happening quite like it used to, but people are doing stuff. It's not bad for people to get up and do action, but but you know, but some of it is just too. It's so um, disconnected. Yes. yes. And I just I don't know what you know. I'm glad I don't have children. Well, it's, it's I, almost I want to say in some cases calculating because before I might say before oh, yeah. people would jump into action and they wouldn't start trying to think about calculate well. If I do that, am I going to get in trouble? You know what? Yeah. So you would just yeah. do it, and that's it. If someone needed help, oh, you yeah. do it. And uh, there's a lot of people, like you say, they like, okay, do I really want to be a witness to this? No, I guess I'll just leave. Hey, you know, what if that yeah. person... Yeah, or I'll just, yeah. They they don't, they'll leave someone being killed. Yeah, exactly. And, not, and so well, I just don't want to see that. Uh, I had a friend who who was, uh, actually got murdered years later. But mm-hmm. if he saw someone picking on you right. or starting a fight with you, he was in on it. He would jump in there and somebody was getting their tail whipped. Right. And he didn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any, you know, he would jump in front of a truck for you. Right. And, uh, and you just don't get that now. You know, you, everyone is, uh, uh, and then with the children, I watched something and I caught myself watching one video because this girl was picking on another girl and they were filming it. They knew it was going to, they were, I mean, these kids set it up and the girl was going to pick on this little cheerleader. She thought she was going to be able to beat and the cheerleader turned on her. And uh, all of these kids were cheerleading and doing, I mean, you know, cheering it on. And I thought, this is so wrong on so many levels. Yes. And because they, and and kids are are promoting that kind of stuff. Oh, there's going to be a fight. Let's film it. Well, what if somebody gets killed? What if someone gets a broken face? What if someone gets, uh, loses an eye or loses, you know, I mean, they don't think of anything like that. It's just entertainment. Exactly. And, there ha- and, and, and I don't know and, what and to do a, about that. I, I, I want to say there's almost um, a psychopathic flavor to it where yeah. there's no remorse or conscience yeah. or like, hey, this is out of... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of scary. No, re- no responsibility. Like no mm-hmm. responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and no, it's okay to do it, and it's okay that I did it, and it's 
I shouldn't be punished because I just did what I did naturally. Right. Or, and yeah. uh, and these kids are going to grow up and have kids. Isn't that and, a scary thought? <laughs> and then what are those kids going to do? You know, are they yeah. going to set the house on fire? Or, you know, are they going to kill everything they yeah. see? Yeah. Uh, how can you teach a kid not to do something when that's in your nature? Or, or, and I have um, seen it, I have seen it where they produce children who eventually grow up and then something like what we were talking about earlier about people creating those hope of things where all of a sudden that child becomes bigger than they, like, in other words, children don't stay static as children and uh, they, they, then they they have a big problem on their hands because they're the ones getting victimized by their own kids. Yes. Oh yeah, there's plenty of kids that there. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, there's one child. I, I know someone who has has two children. They insisted on having two children. The first one had a lot of physical problems, almost died, and is absolutely the most beautiful, angelic child you have ever met. Beautiful. He looks like a ghost. He's beautiful, but he's intelligent. He's very. He's very reincarnated kind of thing. One time I went over and he was five years old. He did a constellation design on the carpet with a turtle in the center like they used to do. I was like, "Um, this child is out there, you know. He's brilliant. He's real bizarre. But they had another child. The other child is the biggest redneck you've ever met. Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Horrifying. You cannot go, I mean... If you get in the car, he'll kick you in the back. And I mean, he doesn't do it to me. He try. He poked yeah. me with something one time, and I he found out not to do it. Right. And, uh, and the way I mean, you know, I have a lot of practice with nieces and nephews. I mean, he he didn't pull crap with me, only right. once. And uh, but they're afraid to do anything to him. And that child is the biggest horror. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's hilarious, and uh, yes. he's uh, he's the biggest redneck you've ever seen, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. monstrous. Yeah. And uh, and the other one is like you know, uh, the other one we everyone goes, oh yeah, he can move, he can. I'll take that child. I don't have children. I'm gonna take that child. Right. In two seconds and raise him. He's he's he worries about other children. He makes sure right. everyone's it's included. Like, everyone has something. But you, po- you pointed out he has empathy. Yes. And there it's like, uh, he's just a, a an incredible little being. And then the other one, you're like, oh my God. What happened? Yeah, is it too late to take him to, is it too late to take him to the fire department and chain him to the door or something? <laughs> yeah. And run? And then run. And uh, I thought that sounds terrible. Back. But I mean, I don't, they, he's going to be one there. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Yeah. Uh, they get, when he gets to where he figures out fire, yeah. I can see him very easily burning houses down. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and it's just one of those things. You know, you don't know, and then you get children if you have bad parents. Yeah, sometimes you get children who go, I'm, who turn out to be great because they go, I'm going to be everything they're not. Yes, and yes. you can get a reaction like that, but a lot of times you get just. If they're strange parents, sometimes it's weirder kids. Yeah, the role and, of the dice uh, when it comes to that sometimes. Yeah, it is. And the parents are very, the husband is very smart, the wife is very smart, and 
you know. <laughs> oh, and whatever I'm your whatever I'm wearing, I'm down, and they're not going to be able to keep their eyes closed when they sleep. I believe it. I believe it. I've I've um. There was one lady who uh, she she had the same thing. Two daughters. One was okay, normal, like you know, normal stuff. The other one was like um, just acting out as a kind word. And yeah. uh, I noticed this lady, she was like, she looked like very haggard. Like, you know, when I said, are you, are you getting enough sleep? And she, she's like, well, I said, well, I mean, have you gone to see a doctor? Maybe they can give you some. She goes, well, they have, but um, she had, by the way, she had had to, to uh, hide all the knives in the house. Yeah. And she kind of described to her a couple of times she this teenage daughter, I want to say maybe she was like fifteen. Uh she would like wake up and find her standing at the foot of the bed just staring at her. And I'd be like, What? Uh, <laughs> I was like, Okay. Uh, okay. Well and, hey, uh, and see unfortunately, see if I ever unfortunately for the child if it were my child. Uh -huh. See, I was raised up in the era of, you know, children should get their ass whooped. Yes. And, uh, you know, there'd be some of that. I think a lot of that has gone out the window now. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty bad when you have to worry about your child going to kill you. Yeah. Or, like... Well, what do you do? What do you do? Let me tell you, like I said, they, you know, when as long as they're young and manageable, it's different. But yeah. children don't stay that way. They grow. And then before you know no, it, they're, they get to be the... they're taller than you are, you are in some cases. Oh, yeah, and they're teenagers, and they're sitting there wanting to cut you up. And, uh, I mean, you know, ooh, no, 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 no. I mean, I used to get beat up for just even looking crooked, you yeah, know. I know, I mean, I mean, let's come on. Everyone's a teenager. You know, you give your parent the stink eye, and ooh, but that's about it. And make sure you did, they didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, because if they heard you, forget it. Exactly. Uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to get beat uh and uh, uh my father if you'd ever threatened him with a knife you you know you would have woke up to a new reality yeah um because you just have stopped somebody yes. I, I can't even imagine that yeah uh, but yeah some of these kids do it and two the parents fight with the kids yes. uh i mean i saw a, a woman holding a little two-year-old three-year-old grandson and he smacked the crap out of her it hurt me to watch it I and i was see. about to grab i thought just give me that child for 10 seconds please <laughs> and um and yeah. she's going oh you little darling you sit here and she treated it you know she rewarded him right it's like yeah well, well. to try and get him to quit acting bad but he knocked her he about knocked her teeth out yes and uh she rewarded him with a mcdonald's happy meal uh-huh. And, it's and like, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah he's going to be up. He's going to be, he's going to make some girl happy. Now I'm going to check back with you in 10 years and let's see how this has worked out. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I thought, lose their address. Cause, yeah. No, no, but, that, uh, yeah, that, that's... Ah. but anyway, we've got some courses. To I know, to like childbearing so. practices. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes, I, I hate to say it, sometimes that's, um, the end result is sometimes we produce certain members of society that end up being 
uh, doing weird stuff like like you said that become yeah. the next Gacy or the next Ted Bundy, or in some cases end up being the 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 being that's haunting a location that sometimes is a very dark haunting, and it's because yeah. this person's life was really terrible, and after death they are just as bad or worse. Yeah, it's uh, you can have bad behavior from living and dead. So. Yeah, right. Like it's like that that dead thing. Like it, you know how the it does it doesn't make you a better person. You know, there's you don't you know that thing about growing your wings when you die. Not everybody. Oh no, no, no. I've known several people that did not transition into nice spirits that were awful people yes. that remained awful people after they were dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, now they're at Jesus, the arms of Jesus, and they're all sweet, yes. and they're, they're, they're you know, yeah. not necessarily. Yes. And, yes. Uh, um, you know, and, you know it, it's, um, and you have cycles where it all comes to the surface, and everyone's into it, and then they're out of it. And right now, there's a lot of shows about, all that stuff, and then it'll kind of go into a, a downslope, and then it'll pick back up, you know, and then psychic stuff goes like that, you know, like during wars, you know, every mm-hmm. time there's a big war or a big trauma, like what we're going through right now, yes. uh, people turn to the psychics a lot. Yeah. They turn to spirituality because, you know, they're scared of reality, and they want to see, some, they want grounding in something spiritual. Yes. Exactly that, and uh, that and uh, but yeah, assurance of what happens to us after we die. After we die, and uh, for me, I'm total believer. Uh, I mean, there's something. There's a lot of stuff that happens that goes on. Yeah, but it's um, but some of it, you know, but there's such an emphasis nowadays on people wanting the scary part of it that they're bringing a lot of that to the surface, and there's a lot of weird things going on that. You just wouldn't see 10 years ago. Well, right. You know, and there's like, um, I want to say, or, uh, you know, they, they, you know, sometimes people don't realize that you got to, that death is part of life. And they, they you got to let sometimes yeah. your loved ones go on. And, oh yeah, you know, what's that rip, like rest in peace kind of thing? You've got to, yeah. you've got to do that, uh, and you steer the living, and you stay among the living, and um, and I'm sure you come across maybe sometimes as a psychic, Mark, where people just they just refuse to accept the reality of a certain person, either deep love or yeah. deep hate in some cases. They just don't want to accept that this person is not around anymore. Yeah, they won't let it go. Yeah. And the thing is, there is no life to live anymore. They have, they are a consciousness, the way I look at it. They're a consciousness. Mm-hmm. But it's not doing them any good to keep them trapped exactly. to you. Or for that spirit not to go on. Sometimes they don't go on because they feel like they have, they want to finish their life or they want to finish, they want someone to know what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that, but there are some people who won't let the dick go. Yes, yes. And uh, and that's a process because I know someone now who 
she's living in the past. And it's like everything is, you know, that person died, but they're overusing psychics. Right. And that's And I'm like, if you use it to heal yourself and understand and deal with the fact that they're gone physically, because I mean, because I'm a very big believer when you die, you go back, you meet, you go back to everybody. It's like you're, you're, they're on vacation. And when you go on vacation, you don't see them again. Uh, so they, you have to let them go and do their thing. And you can talk to them. They can come back and forth if you want to talk. That there are some people that, you know, the spirits are having problems. They're stuck. Yes. Or because they refuse to move on or they're too traumatized to figure it out. Or, uh, or the person that just can't deal with death. Yes. And uh, I think it's a very good thing to teach children early in life about death. Mm-hmm. That it's okay. It's just something we all do. Right. And uh, and so many people are afraid of death. But you, when you look at it, the prospect that you're going to die at some point is there. It's 100%. And we... We have to figure it out and make it where we're not so disconnected from it, but also to where we're not so warped that we live in the world of the dead so much right. that we are having relationships with bodies or having relationships right. with with spirits that don't need to be having sex with people, or uh, which is yeah, something that happens sometimes. Like, and, and that's a know, whole I, different category. I want to say, you know, once upon a time, because you know, people you hear about these hunts. Well, there was somebody that died in the house. I go, how long ago was that? Once upon a time, it was very normal for people to die at home. And even for the wakes. This was not a morbid thing. It was a normal thing. People used to have babies at home. And people used to die at home. And it wasn't, that doesn't necessarily cause a haunting. And my point also being that people of all ages in the family recognized the death. It was... It happened, and it always didn't happen to grandma and grandpa. You know, you had the death sometimes of siblings, uh, friends, uh, things like that. So without, you know, because I always think, of course, age appropriate for children, but you recognized it as, you know, without sounding like, you know, the cycle of life or, you know, the whatever. You kind of like understood it better that that was a human condition, in other words. Oh, yeah. And, it, and people used to, um, uh, in the country at least, where I knew it, uh, they would um, put the body on the table, mm-hmm. on the dinner table. The, the If it was a lady, right. the lady, the female family members would come and fix her. If it was a male, yeah. the male mm-hmm. family would come and dress yeah. them, clean them. Yeah. Uh, prepare them, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, and, and it, it it was, you know, I mean, your birth and your death are your biggest. Right. There was moment. no. There, in other words, they there, there was no embalming. There was no like, oh, we're going to take you to the no. funeral. Right. You know. In other words, the body, and of course, that's why you also would have those like burials ASAP. Because yes. oh yeah, you you had two days right. <laughs> exactly. usually exactly you know and then and, and yeah and it's and if you didn't do it within those two days then you had a problem yeah and uh, and that's how a lot of people though before embalming that's how a lot of people got buried alive 
Um, and actually, in some countries, that's happening again because they aren't using embalming. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> if, yeah. they, if I think I'm dead, I'd rather be dead. I don't want to be yeah, hurt a lot. You know, when they, when they um, do that, uh, you know, whether if it's not the medical examiner, but, or, but yeah, somewhere you're, it's like, you're going to be dead. You, but yeah. You're going to be dead. And then even out of something very simple like that, death and life, uh, even the Victorians came up with, so they came up with ritual for all of it. And, uh, I mean, in the old days, at some point, they would actually sometimes be part of the corpse. And then that evolved into, around the Victorian era, instead of eating the corpse, they would put a cloth on the chest of the dead person. They would take, uh, make uh, uh, shortbread cooking dough, put it on the chest on a piece of cloth, let it absorb some of the essence, cook the cookies, give those to the mourners, and that way you had a part of the person you could take with you. And so you quit eating the person. And then and eventually it evolved from that, from the cookie thing, to, you know, like in the South, everybody brings would bring food. They don't right, do it now. Right, 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 exactly. But it came from the corpse quit being the food <laughs> to you were bringing food for the family to nourish the family, but you weren't having to eat the body. Right. It's like, oh, and no, honey, now I'm on a diet. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'd be like, oh no, I think I'll take that KFC chicken now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but now that people just order pizza, you know, when they yeah. go to funeral homes instead yeah. of uh, doing, you know, bringing their meals. But the meal thing kind of came off of old rituals. So I mean, we all have. We all have rituals of our own that we do that we just don't realize where they come from. Yeah. So when right. somebody dies and you take food, there's a reason you take food. Right. Not just for the family. It, it comes from I a ritual. Know of, you know. I did not know that. I always, I, I always thought, you know, that that food was okay. The family is grieving, so you're bringing yeah. food so that you know, hey, don't worry about cooking. Well, you know that kind of. Thing. I did not yeah, know that background. And, and, and that that evolved from. The, you know, because people would, um, I mean, there's old practices they used to do, but now, you know, you know, in my day, you would take, you know, uh, uh, somebody always bought a ham and stuff like that, and it evolved into that's what we were doing it for, but in the old days, you had to do things to represent memorializing the person by eating something that had their essence. You know, you think about and, it, when, when you, it especially those Victorians that would take all these pictures of the dead and prop you know, Oh, yeah, them. I've got several of those. Holy we have family God. members that have that. In my, in my book I just did, I put my Uncle Chick's picture, and he was killed in 1950, and they, they would call them post-mortem pictures. Yeah. And he, they took pictures of him in the casket, and they all had their copies of them. And that was the last I remember... Of any of my family doing that, but when I was a kid, I'd look at it and think he looked like Dracula, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh and I thought, why did he have that picture? And now I think it's kind of interesting because I understand because back in the in the Victorian era, you didn't photography was new, right. and you really it was expensive. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, the only photo or anything they had to see of that person was the picture they get taken. Right. At the funeral home. And I understand that. 
And uh, and my parents, my mother, when they took this picture, it's 1950. Uh, they had pictures of him. But they had several pictures of family members that they did, and that was just a leftover well, of it, the Victorian era. Right, because you would, I mean, I say especially, I guess for me personally, the disturbing ones are the children. That yeah. they would like pose them like dolls, you know, like, and then, I mean, it's heartbreaking at the same time. But yeah. it's like, oh. It, it's very heartbreaking, but to us it's kind of weird. But I collect some of that now for my books because I'm like, look at this, you know. Uh, but it's foreign to us. Yes. In the modern world, a lot of it. But but I understand it because my grandparents, they cherish the pictures they had of their relatives that that was the only pictures they had. Right. And... Um, and now, you know, uh, it actually people have started kind of doing it again. Really? I know of, I went to a funeral of a 30-year-old about 10 years ago, and they had pictures of the, the mother took pictures holding the dead little girl. Let me tell you and something. Had it on, and, oh, that's that's kind of be... And had it on top of her casket. And her the little girl was, the mother was going to remarry right before the girl died. And uh, so that they had her little bridesmaid outfit. Oh. And uh, so what was bizarre is the future husband is the one who killed the little girl. Oh. They said accidentally, but it was, it, you know. Was this ever discovered, like, what, it, it, during that time? Well, period? he was holding her, and he said he fell with her. And it caused brain damage. But he took her to his family member who was a nurse, and they washed her, washed her clothes and everything before they took her to the hospital, and she was already brain dead. So wow. to me, there was something odd that, in that this. Is, that is. Uh, but the mother was going to get married to him. She went ahead and got married to him. I was, you, you anticipated my next question. Is she married? Yes. Yeah. And so the little girl was going to be one of the little flower girls. So at the funeral, the mother took a picture of her in her wedding dress, holding the little dead girl in her bridesmaid outfit, and she got married after the funeral. There's something wrong with that. And I was looking at that picture going, girl, there's something really... <laughs> It's um, really, really messed up here. And um, I thought, oh, you know, and the guy got off of the murder thing. But, uh, but there were some, you know, but when you fall with a child and you give them enough brain damage to kill them, oh, you God. don't take them and spend hours washing them and washing yeah. their clothes and getting, you take them to the hospital. Of course. And, he, um, by the time she got there, she was brain dead. So, it, uh, th th yeah, there's something there that doesn't add up. And, and yeah, they're really screwed up. But when I was standing there looking at the little girl and looking at her in, uh, in, in the mother holding her and looking at her like, oh, and, you know, she had this really strange look on her face. And it was, it was very, it, it, it was very typical of the, 
old pictures, they would take people holding babies. But usually you don't dress up as your bride's dress that you use the next day after no, the funeral no, to I, get married in. You would think this, this, something. This, this woman would be so distraught, you would think. That the she last was thing. very, she was very like a tadpole. She just, and I just didn't <laughs> step. I, I thought I would be beyond. Exactly. I think, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? She was yeah. just like a fish. It was just like she was standing there around talking and everything, but she wasn't distraught. She apparently wasn't distraught, distraught enough to where she postponed her marriage. Right. Well, let's get this out of the way and just move on to the good stuff, the marriage part, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then she had two other little girls. So, I mean, you know, and this wow. one was three. So, uh, so, that's, that's uh, but it, to me, that was the last time I saw someone doing a postmortem picture. But <laughs> well, it was, isn't it that was in real time. Haven't you heard of this murder that the, that they just recently discovered that the kids had been missing, I want to say, since September. And, yes, that's horrible. And the, they just discovered the kid's body, I want to say, like within a couple of weeks ago, buried on his, because he has a farm. They had he gone off to Hawaii to live now. And oh, they, I know. And they, they were like, no, we haven't seen him since September, but, but where are they? We don't know. We just, and she's. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Well, she had told, I mean, and not only was the children dead, her ex-husband's dead, the guy's yes. ex-wife is dead, the brother who killed the ex, the, the husband, because she thought she was going to get the money off of it, and he had switched, he had a million dollar policy, he switched it to someone else because he knew she was acting crazy. And, well, at my alleged, my alleged thing is, you know, I mean, there's four or five dead adults there's yeah. two dead children, and these people are partying it up in Hawaii. Yes, yes. And their children are missing, and they, I thought, you know, those people. Yeah, yeah. My, now that's where my guilt, innocent until guilty, thing yes. kind of. I get it gets part of me, you know. And then I'm kind of like, oh, you know, that's these people don't need to. These people are guiltier than something. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll, but if they don't get, if they get prosecuted, mm-hmm. she'll get off on it being a mental issue because her husband thought she had mental issues before he got murdered. And she'll get, she can go to a mental institution and then get out within a few years. Um, but the husband will probably get the lion's share of the problem because right. it was on his farm. But if she can get off on saying, "Well, yeah, I'm nuts," yeah, um, but she was, she was. I mean, she had told the husband, you know, yeah, you can't stop. I'm, I'm dead. I, I mean, just yeah. like, something happens to my kids. I'd, I'd be a crazy woman. I. Well, you'd be, be a crazy woman. <laughs> like, like literally, and, and, and get married, or much. It would be like, forget it. I'd be no good to anybody, much less get married no. or anybody. And if, God forbid, if he was a suspect that I thought something he had done something to my kid, it'd be like, well, I'm going to do jail time. I'm going to go to prison. But guess what? I'm going to have the satisfaction yeah. of knowing you're not breathing. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. 
so Fair. I don't know. You, you know, it's like the two psychopaths, and then you think, you know, 10 years down the line that marriage goes south. It's like, sure. You you know, you learn to, to uh, sleep with one eye open because neither one trusts the other because it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, just even looking at their story, um, we haven't mentioned their name, so I think we can say this. Yeah. Uh, but um, they've killed each other's... Uh, if, if they had ta- partaken in killing each other's exes, what's to stop them from killing each other? Oh, of course. It's like, all butts are off the table. <laughs> it's... But they think that they're safe. You know, well. Yeah, so I'm saying uh, now that because they're on their honeymoon, you know, everything is all wonderful, oh baby. Everything's all wonderful. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. I mean, oh my children are out there somewhere in the ether, just don't look yeah. in the field. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then it's like, oh, they're you know, and see to me, then the old country person comes out and says, oh, this is one for the wood chipper. And, you know, these people, (laughs) what good can they do? What can they, I mean, what, they're not going to be the kind that, you know, go to jail and come out a new person. No. And can start a new life and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill my children. Well, you know, I'm waiting for them to to, to get prosecuted, then they turn and they say, I I knew about it, but it wasn't me. You know, they'll point the finger one yeah. or the other. Or, or if they had said, well, they died accidentally. Well, the thing is that the girl died at a different time than the boy. Mm-hmm. And then they're both ending in the same spot. Yeah. And that, that uh, you know, you can't say, oops, they fell off a ladder. Right. You know? yeah, it's like, and yeah, I, yeah. I got scared that I did that. That looks a little premeditated. Yes, and, and, and stuff or, like or that something that like, they're hiding. Yeah, and people, th- and that's usually how psychopaths get caught because they don't realize oh. that they're so off with their lack of emotional response. It's like, why do you suspect me? Because you have total lack of emotion. Really? Oh well, and <laughs> yeah, well, see, and the what the guy's uh, minister. The wife yeah. thinks she's a reincarnation of God. That's great. Um, or a God. Yes. And if anyone got in her way, she told him, "If you get in my way, I'll kill you." And uh, you know. I hope they. they thank that, God. That, they, they, they should. Those people like that should not reproduce. They should not be able to reproduce, no. But if they get in prison, you know, they allow prisoners to have families and get I married. Know, I know, that's just me being... Depending upon yeah. where they are, which I'm like, it should be prison. It should You should not be able to get yeah. married and have children and do things yeah. if you're in for life, you know. Yes. Uh, you're already in a house full of all sorts of people. So, yes. um, you know, that should be your playmate. But, um, but, yeah, this story is going to be interesting to watch because usually I'm not so, ah, uh, but this one looks pretty bad. I know. And, and that, that, I think that has ramifications that, and like I said, once yeah. they start turning one and the other and then they start telling, you know, you know, the, 
They're thinking, I, I got to make a deal here with the prosecution <laughs> or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, I think that's what, I can tell you, I think that's what's happened. That's why they knew where those children were. Probably. And it, the way they knew what to do. I think she's, <laughs> I think, you know, they're all into, you know, oh, I love you, love you, love you. Oh, you know. Yeah, they said it. I could get twenty years instead of fifty. You know, right, yeah. you're and, and you're and their, and their attorneys tell them this is going to work if you're the first one that makes the first deal. So, yeah, something like that. That's, that's awful. And they but... said, yeah. I and mean, they said when they came to the property, the guy jumped in a truck and ran off. Wow. And I thought, well, that I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> right. That's so. Like, um, okay. Like, let's, you know, let's... but those children, I, I was very upset when I heard that story. Because yeah, I, I thought, how horrid and awful for those those kids. And then what, you know, what, and it's like if you don't want your children, you there are places you can take your children. Well, it sounds to like they had, there was family surrender there them. that was worried about them. That's what that was worried at. about them. They could have gone, but they didn't want anyone else to have them. Yeah. And, and it's like, at least, you know, you can put them up for adoption, put them in an orphanage, yeah. do something. Yeah. Don't, why kill them? And, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, that story got me tore up. It made me furious. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I would jump, I don't have children, but I would jump in front of a truck for kids. I would jump in front of a train over a child. Right. And here are these people who have them and just, Right, and, 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 it's, and it's like you pointed out, they end up killing children without really having to. If the, they, if the case is like, I don't want to be a parent, I'm a psychopath, and now I want to go off and live my life with my other psychopath partner, you know, whatever, in uh, in Hawaii, in Hawaii, in Hawaii. Okay, okay, it's fine. But then don't kill your kids. I mean, you got family it's... or somebody, but uh, yeah. no, they just don't want. I know it sounds very. Uh, you know, overdone, but you know, we don't want any loose ends, like you said. I don't want, or who knows, maybe what those kids saw when they were growing up. Yeah. Maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's, I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get filled in once this, if it ever goes to court, you know, unless they please something with, you know, make plea deals. Oh, it'll and, go to court. It's just going to depend upon what they let us know. But that one, they have to let that. That's just a, and, and two, the dumb and dumber thing is if you do a crime, get where you're not caught. Right. Or, and there's always, I mean, they kill these people. People kill other people and get caught. And so the person was killed for absolutely no reason. Right. Or, there was, I mean, there was, or... Yeah, it, I, that may not sound right, but I mean, you know, it, it's like. Uh, or in some cases, you know, I'm they start caught, digging. But they, I mean, they start digging, and then they find more stuff than what they originally were looking for. Yeah, because I have heard of that. I have heard of. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, they discover. Wow, they you know. This person that disappeared 15 years ago, 10 years, all of a sudden it becomes like a, a killing field, in other words. So, yeah. yeah. When you have a farm and a couple of bodies are found, I bet you they're, they're still maybe looking around. If they had any other family members, all of a sudden disappeared suddenly or friends yeah. or anything like that. 
And it, it happens every day. It yes. happens every yes. day. Yes. I and uh, there that. was, yeah. it, it, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, these poor little kids kill for nothing, kill mm. for nothing. And uh, who knows what these freaks thought. And, and if there's a justice, they'll get what, but the law only could do so much. So, you know, they, they're just, the most they can do is keep them in jail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I the mother, know. if she gets found, if she gets found to be insane, she can probably get out in a few years. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. No. And I hope that they don't do that. They they, they have to really try her as um, cognate. You know, she needs to be she needs to be sitting somewhere. She doesn't need yeah. to be outside. Premeditation. The whole nine yards. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if all these stories are true, she doesn't need to be going anywhere. Yes. Uh, she doesn't need to get back out because I think they have other. He had children, right? So I don't know. Um, well, I understand. There's there's a special treatment for prisoners that are. Oh, they they go after children with, killers. Uh, crimes against children. Yeah, the other prisoners. It's yeah. really funny. Some of them have probably done horrible things, but everybody has this uh, thing about kids. You know, like even among. Oh yeah. Even among prisoners, uh, yeah, they they have honor amongst prisoners, and if it's about children, molesters, yeah, pedophiles, mm-hmm. or killers, or killers, yeah. those people are dead. Yeah, they got some special. And it may take a while, but you know, and it, I've actually done jury duty on one where they had a guy who had killed a pedophile. They put him in another cell with another pedophile and he killed that one. There you go. And I think I think there's a kind of a thing, you know, and the guy was already in for a while. Oh, was yeah, there. he was like, okay, so what? What are you going to do? Give me a few yeah. more years? he was like, like okay, this is my job. He says, this is God. God gave me. This is yeah. my job to get rid of pedophiles. Yeah, yeah I could see that. And, and it's like, woo. Yeah. Um, so they have their own code of ethics. Yeah. And that guy, and I don't know what will happen to her in the female prison, but in the male prison, it's, 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 you, they have to keep you separate. Or they'll either kill you or they're going to make your life something else. And, because um, I know, uh, I mean, I'm always, I have another story. I have a story everywhere. Uh, but there was one in Chattanooga where a guy, this little girl, the mother lost her because of criminal behavior or the, mm-hmm. whatever. Later on, she came back, got the little girl. The girl didn't even know her. The little girl, the people were trying to adopt her. The little girl didn't even know these people. And they gave it back to the mother. The mother had a criminal boyfriend. The boyfriend started torturing the little girl. And the last thing he was doing, he was making her run around a mattress. And when she would stop, He'd make her drink Tabasco sauce. Oh, please don't come. And she eventually laid down and died. And when they caught those people, put him in, he would end for life. And every, they, I mean, a lawyer I knew said every day he'd get, they make him drink Tabasco sauce. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, yeah, I mean, they did more than that, but they. They made sure he had a dose. They had made sure he drank it every day. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and that that and and on the way, it's a it's an interesting justice. 
right. But it's, right. it's but what did they do? I mean, they killed someone. They ruined those people's lives. Took away their their future, and they ruined their lives. Exactly. What good did they do? What was this about? It was stupid. Right. And that's why and, I'm saying uh, that that I, to me. And I know sometimes that's why I said that thing about you know they start digging because. Sometimes you don't think that these people operate in a vacuum, like what you killed two people. It's very easily that yeah. you've done away with others who've gotten in your way yeah. uh, in the past. It's not a stretch. It just so happens that this time you chose your children uh, and uh, yeah. they kind of grow overconfident because maybe in the past they've they've buried other people out there. And yeah. no, nobody's ever come looking, and then they're thinking, oh, "Oh, we'll just say we haven't seen them, or whatever it is that they were saying." Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then this happens. But yeah, there's, there's the, that's uh, that's very dark spirits inhabiting. These it's very bodies. scary, and there are people who get influenced by dark energy sometimes. Yes. These people yes. were just crazy, uh, yes. or mean, or both, mm -hmm. or greedy. Uh, you know, but I mean, I have done of people who had, who were, had other personalities that were yes, not quite, that too. uh, and done, a, had done some really bad things, but they were, a, they, their, you know, their system was allowing it. They allowed themselves to listen to and follow whatever they were hearing. Yes. Um, it just didn't happen, you know, they, and they're the ones who get punished for it. They have to have the responsibility for it. And, um, but yeah, they, and it's just a load of morons. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just a load of morons out there, just stupid people. Yes. Yes. And, but, um, but, uh, people, people, I think, you know, and, and my point is, you know, they've made all these movies about serial killers and psychopaths and, but people don't realize that the absence of a consciousness or remorse or empathy, that is a psychopath. You know, that's that, a psychopath. And people think it's like, you know, um, you know, when they had that Dexter series out, he was supposedly a psychopath, but he would only kill other killers. So it was kind of like they gave him an excuse. He was yeah. very dark, but yeah. almost like, a, 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 but he was only killing other psychopaths. Other like, killers. That's a hundred yeah. version. When you're a psychopath, you don't make that distinction. You're not gonna no. be like, I'm gonna service society. No. You don't care about that. No. Yeah. And until you really get to look in the eyes of a psychopath, you really don't know what dead means. Yeah. They yeah. are they only see other people as things. Yes. They aren't looking at you like you have feelings or you have thoughts or you want to you want to live. You know, they they're looking at you for whatever right. thing it needs to feed in them, which is either entertainment, sexual, spiritual, whatever it is control, for them. Just to be able to control because yes, that's really what motivates them is control. control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 about making that person a blank slate for them to create their fantasy on. And uh, it doesn't matter what they do to you, how they do to you, or what you beg for. And, um, and it, it, it's, 
But like I said, if you get to look in their faces and their eyes, you know you're 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 a dead duck. Well, uh, and you know, you know, a lot of people will point out, well, but some of the, like that BTK killer, they're married, they have children, and, and people don't understand. Sometimes they acquire because they use the let's say the family per persona. Like in other words, I'll get married, and I'll have the kids. Yeah, not because I really well, love them, but because a, I need yeah. it to to look normal. Well, they used it as what they used to call a beard. Right. Yeah. Uh, they go, oh, well, he couldn't have done that. He's well, Ted Bundy. They mm -hmm. almost had him at one point and said, well, he's he's too clean cut for this. He he couldn't possibly have done this. And they quit looking at him, even though girls were calling and said, we think it's him. Yes. And they go, well, no, he doesn't fit the description. Right. And because he was dating people, he had people who had dates. Uh, I knew a friend in Ch uh, who, uh, Cindy Brundage, a friend of mine, she knew a girl in Salt Lake that after church, he went to church with them and he would walk them home because of the uh, strangler that was out. I he was the strangler. <laughs> who was he it? was um, the strangler they were supposed to be protected from. He, he was walking them home. Who's this author? Anne Rule. I think she worked with him. This was really a long time. At the very beginning yeah. of the oh, yeah. State. That's a messed up thing. Messed up thing, yeah. And she says it, you know, you would never, ever think that this guy was capable of doing what he was doing because he looks so yeah. wholesome, so clean cut, so like, like how could you be a monster and actually behave so normally? Yeah. Well, that's how they meld in. Well, They have to have a beard or a sham mm -hmm. to make it look like they they're fitting in. They they would never do that. Exactly. It's like and then and he got away for years. Yeah. I, years like that. Yeah. The, the, and that uh, girls. I mean, there was one of the girls that wrote about him. You know, that thought he was guilty, thought it was him, and she still was dating him and pursuing him. That's scary. <laughs> it's like I'm like you know. uh what? You know, you think he's a serial killer and you're dating him? No, let me tell you something. And sometimes you always think, is, is there no self-preservation in your personality? Because if I ever got a whiff of something, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, That's I'd it. be I'm, like. You know, uh, I've never got to uh, answer a phone call from this person ever again, much less go out with him. Forget it. No. Well, I mean, a long, 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 long time ago, I dated somebody who, they were nice. They had a beautiful house. They, I never got to go in their house. Uh, and but at some point, they told me, you know, they had um, some pets that had died, and they put them in the refrigerator, and the refrigerator died, and they just got another refrigerator and had the refrigerator sitting in our kitchen. And I went, oh God, I'm going to end up in Tupperware. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I got away from that. I got away from that person too fast. Yeah, you know, then I, it's for, it took me a while to get my uh, to go. Ah. <laughs> you know, be happy, like, um, uh, because you like, don't. Like, please no. don't and share he, anything he with was, me that you know, you're going to be sorry later on that I know. Uh, forget it. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. If I there's you know, and this person, you'd never know. They were always clean cut looking. Everything was nice. They were very hardworking and everything. But here they had dead pets and dead refrigerators in their kitchen. No. And I was like, uh, have you ever thought of throwing the refrigerator away and burying your pets? No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, see, that's uh, the kind of stuff. I was that, like, that, that's oh. like, 
And uh, and they had a roommate, and the roommate was part of this. And I thought, so you never know. And uh, you have to have self-preservation. And these women and men that don't, they're just wanting to die anyway. They want to commit suicide and just can't do it. They're just waiting for somebody else to do it. I'm glad you pointed that out, Mark, because people don't realize what a death wish is. No, and they're waiting for someone else to fulfill that. You know, they're too... Chicken yeah. to kill themselves. So let me go with this person. Yeah, everybody thinks and that I've Death had... Wish is that 1970s movie, and it's no. Death Wish is, is something like what you described, where people uh, put themselves intentionally in such risky situations and terrible positions. And over and over uh, again. yeah, over and over again. And it's uh, they have there. It's a thrill for them, I think. Uh, or they're so broken somewhere. Yeah. They're just. I don't know what that is, but there's like people marrying guys who are murderers in prison that they've never seen. Yeah, I've you heard know, that. Is wanting that... people wanting to marry Charlie Manson. You know, come what on. What is that? What is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> That's a, one that I think they need to study too. Because right. what is that? Why? Why would you want to go and be with someone who is responsible for heinous, brutal murders? And is thinks that there are God and thinks they're crazy in there. We're going to kill who knows how many people they killed, and you want to marry them. What is that? You know. And, and this is something I've heard. It's not only like Manson. I've heard that several serial killers and things. Several that, times. They get a yeah. bunch of um, groupies, for lack of a better word, or marriage proposals, oh. and it's like, what is wrong with you? And, oh no! And see people like Tex Watson. He got married and has four or five kids that sweet? and in prison. Yeah. And some girl had to go out of their way to do that. And um, and to have children by a psychopath. Exactly. Exactly. That, that you know, there are, you, Wasn't it Manson's grandson? Is it his grandson? I don't know if there, if he there's somebody that changed their surname, but I, and I know Manson's grandson. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's around. Oh yeah, they've shown. I mean, they, he had several. He had several children because mm-hmm. they were the free love and yeah. free, you know, penicillin, you know, kind of thing. And uh, they um, they have several. There's, I mean, when he died, there were several of them showed up to try and get the body. That's... And because they wanted to, you know, because they get the body and the his. Uh, the his basically his copyright to his image. They make money, so all these people show up, and uh, I would not be one that would be showing up. I'd be going, ooh, you know, no, 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 no. my name is Charlie Schneck. <laughs> right, talk about I would bad ne- juju. I would never, like... <laughs> no, no, I would. It'd be like. Hitler or Charlie Manson? Nope, 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 nope. No, I don't want to say that I'm related to any of those people. Uh, you know, but uh, and there's there's a grandson out there that's very, you know, there's been children that he had, you know, that are that do are ashamed of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but then there's people who've tried to profit from it, and somebody got his body. I don't know. I mean, they were having a fight over it, so. I mean, you know, I was like, let him go. I'm yeah. in a potter's field somewhere. Ooh. 
That's right. Good riddance. But but there are people who get into it. No, no, no. There's people that at the end of the day, it all boils down to money. And you (laughs) kind of think, yeah, you just convinced me you are related to this person. Yeah. Because it'd be like, not only am I changing my surname, I will not in any way, shape, or form connect myself or my descendants to this person ever. I, I don't care about the money. But yeah, no. but yeah, the the yeah, the, there, there's a, yeah. That's the thing you can't get rid of, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, Mark, let me ask you for my podcast listeners because I'm going to put a link in the credit to the sure. show if somebody wants to reach out to you, especially for all these things that you got okay. going on. How do they find you? All right. Now, my uh, of course, my name is Mark Fultz, F-U-L-T-S. If you look on YouTube. You can look up Mark Fultz, and uh, there'll be a little symbol with my pink symbol with my initials in it. You can click on that. You can see all of my videos I'm doing. Next week, I'll have the channeling of the Bell Witch okay. on there, which, believe me, it's freaky. Wow. Uh, it's very freaky. Uh, there, and uh, Also, if you want to look up Videos I've done, I've done The Haunting of Camelot Junction. You can look up The Fat Psychic. Um, Very soon, in the next month or so, I'll have The Fat Psychic Cooking Show. Okay. Uh, If you want to look me up on Facebook, it's just look up Mark Fultz or look up Chattanooga Chills. Okay. C-H-I-L-L-S. Uh, anyone that comes to Pensacola, if they want to, they can reach me through the Live and Let Live pen, uh, Metaphysical Store on SoFly Field Road. Uh, so they can catch me either way. They can find me on YouTube. They on Amazon. They can look up, put in my name, and it'll bring up all my books. Um, or you can reach me on Facebook, or you know, and and full chat at AOL.com. So it's my last name, F-U-L-T-S-C-H-A-T, like chat, you know, chit-chat. Uh, so FultzChat at AOL.com. And I don't check my email as much because I'm old. So uh, I've been hit, hit a few times. So I'm, And so I've had a lot of head trauma. So just bear with me. But if you look me up on YouTube or you look me up on Amazon or you look me up on Facebook, you'll find a way to find me. I'm sure. It's, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, so right now I do, I'm a, of course, I'm a working psychic. I do readings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But mostly what I'm focusing on now, right now is books, videos, um, and stuff like that. And then, you know, uh, just being and doing art. So I'm an artist as well. So, oh, wow. uh, so and an author. So it gets weird. <laughs> I've, uh, I've I've made it to where I have no problem to entertain myself. Absolutely so, not. I want to wish you the best of luck on everything because I'm telling you, you must be one busy person. But like we said, when you're the creative type, this is what really what makes uh, creative people happy. Okay. Well, I've had fun talking to you. We talked every day. Uh, I know before they came on, we were talking about toilet paper. 
and everything else. We've talked anything from toilet paper to to necrophilia to to uh, um, serial killers to funeral homes and and uh, postmortem pictures. So I think we covered a few things. Yeah, we covered it. We covered it. Okay, we covered it. It's not. They believe me. That's not the only thing we can talk about. So, uh, I mean, there's too much more. So. But it was been, it's been very fun, so thank yeah, you for having me on your show. On the contrary, it's been my pleasure. And again, I'll be checking back with you because I'm telling you, especially that, that psychic uh, yes, the story The psychic thing, thing is going to be a road trip. It's going to be a road trip. <laughs> okay, darling, take care. Well, thank you. You have a good one. And Bye-bye. Goodbye, y'all. Bye-bye. Wow, he's such a blast to talk to. What a great guy. And my dogs are having a little meltdown. Be quiet. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, guys, I love Mark because it's really funny. Before we started rolling, we were talking about all these recent things that have gone on because of the COVID-19. And we got stuck about you know, about everything, about how everybody got fixated on the toilet paper thing. <laughs> and we just didn't get it. He didn't get it, and I didn't get it. And I was telling him, man, some of the funniest memes I've seen have go around the toilet paper thing. You know, like, if if it's like this, I'd be like, well, maybe extra food, or I don't know. But that whole toilet paper thing escaped me totally. And him, obviously. But, yeah, we were having a good old laugh about that. And, um... I want to say one of the things that that's what I, I, I got to bring him back. I got to bring him back because especially once he gets all these projects like that, that, that he's got the videos and, you know, all these books and everything. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see them. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to the cooking ghost story thing because to me it's like why i can't believe nobody really has ever thought of this but to me personally i think it's a fabulous idea because it's like let's learn how to cook these funky dishes and in the meantime i'm going to be talking about some weird ghost story stuff and we're going to mix it around into the recipes or the i think that's fantastic let me tell you so this is you know, when they would have those, um, whatchamacallit, the creature feature. Oh my God, my dogs are having, I have somebody staying upstairs in my house. It's my grandson. And you would think, is he spending the summer here with me, that by now they would be used to him. And he makes a noise because it, I, I live in an old wooden house. And anybody that's lived in old wooden houses know that if you're going upstairs and he's a big guy he's a real big guy you know if you know you there's always something that squeaks a wood something so my dogs every time it's like i'm ready to kill them it's like by haven't you gotten used to it but obviously they're not because you hear them so yeah the extra noise it's my dogs overreacting like you know like you know those car alarms that you hear that always constantly go off drive everybody crazy that's what my dogs have become lately it's like i'm ready to kill them but anyway getting back to mark i i can't wait to see him in that uh that project of all the ones that he talked about uh because to me it's like that's 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 
what a great idea. And, and like I was saying, creature feature, you know, where you would have these movies, sometimes real campy horror movies, but the host, like Elvira, or they have, would have other stuff, was really would just make the whole thing, you know, the, the whole, you know, package, and they became memorable. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, he's, he's a super, super interesting guy. And, of course, he uh, he's going to also do the virtual tours. I know for many years he did actual walking tours, I believe, when he lived in Chattanooga. So he's got a lot of stories, um, either stuff that personally he's witnessed or that he's heard about throughout the years. And that, that thing also, the fat psychic, that's another one. <laughs> Ah, that's great. We were we were talking. Yeah, that's what happens also when you stay at home and you can't leave and you've got food and but going out you're not really allowed to go out that much. So guess what? You put on some extra weight and yep, that's what happens. We were, that, that's what we were talking about when you're younger. But it's like I told him, yeah, Mark. But lately it's like also you're stuck at home and what else is there to do except snack on stuff? Any minute now, I want to put this on mute. Well, because I have the one dog. You know, like when you have that one child that that you're like, I have that one dog. I have several dogs, okay? But I have my one uh, repetitive, doesn't pay attention. And that one, her name is Onyx. And Onyx, come here. And um, she's she's telling you you gotta love her because otherwise I kill her come here come here who's the one barking no then they'll all come up here I don't know if you, some of you the the ones that will see the video eventually you see her she'll jump into the seat behind me so she, <laughs> I'm telling you again guys I want to thank you for being part of my audience if you hear my voice is a little bit funny this is again the aftermath of an allergy attack um, that's what happens when you're the summer, summers in South Florida. But anyway, uh, thank you again for being part of my audience. I have a lot of fantastic guests lined up. Um, thankfully because of everything, you know, the video, video, um, video interviews have worked out. Believe it or not, unfortunately, I have had a couple of my guests call out because they've had, um, some family members or friends that have you know, been affected by the COVID-19 and, but otherwise, you know, um, and I've even had people that were going to tour, for, you know, like actually, and since their tour schedule, uh, their appearances got, forget it, got sidelined, then they started uh, deciding to tour virtually. So I got a lot of interesting guests and shows coming up from people that their tours just got deep sixed and they're like, okay, we got to do something with this. So they decided to go uh, on shows like mine. So again, um, and also I've got a bunch of books, as you can tell by my slides. You can look me up on Amazon as Marlene Pardo Pellicer or go to MarlenePardo.com. Um, you know, I've got three nonfiction books and I'm working right now my fourth book. And it's a supernatural thriller kind of paranormal occult thingamajigger going on fantasy I don't know what else to call it it falls under so many genres um, 
I'm working on my fourth one. Uh, I think I'm gonna be releasing that in probably August of this year, and then I'm gonna be gonna try to squeeze the last one in for the end of this year. And I put out um, another one uh, that's for young adults. It's I wrote three stories, and I have it for free. So you go to Smashwords, you can get it on any type of device, like either either Mobi or PDF. You can read it for free. It's about 50 pages, but it's pretty good. Horror light, sublime evil. Uh, and if you want to look it up again, it's uh, I've come for my girl. And two other dark kills that's the title of it and uh again if you, if you like it if you want to go back and give me feedback on amazon that's fine again and uh you know whichever it, it also if you know if you have this is apart from that and this is reaching out to my true believers if you've got some uh stories first hand second hand uh, that you want to share with me, go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. There's a tab there for submit your story. And uh, if you don't want to tell me the entire story up front, tell me a little bit, and I'll get you know if you want. I can interview you. You can write it out. Uh, I, however, you're willing to submit it, I'm willing to accept it. If you need anonymity, I'm very good on anonymity. Whether it's you, you as the person relating it, or even people that are part of the story, I can do that. I'm very good at that. I don't have a problem with it. So don't forget, I call that my true believer stories. Um, and again, you're all wonderful, and uh, I look forward to spending some time with you next week. Take care. <laughs>